0: everybody, welcome to the Discipleship Webcast. Um, I think everybody knows me, but for those <laughs> of you that don't, I'm Dan, I'm the Director of Deployment, and I am joined by our York Simple Church Regional Director, Ina.
1: Hi guys!
0: Um, Ina, you're going to bring some teaching tonight, can you give us a bit of a sneak peek about what you're talking about?
1: Absolutely, so today we're going to be talking about a heart for the campus, and my hope is that by the end of today, you feel equipped as a Simple Church leader to lead your disciples in a heart for the campus.
0: So good, it's gonna be great. I know I recommend that you talk about this, you're in for a great night. Um, so, um, we'll be right back after this. Tune in.
2: I got something I gotta tell you, so get ready for another breakthrough. So, let me show you what I mean. Yeah. Cause what I got. Up. I'm going to say it all right now.
0: We are back with some news of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, first piece of news, Welcome Week.
1: Yeah, so soon. It is
0: real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the middle of July. Uh, that means Welcome Week's than two weeks away. Um, and we're so excited. Um the welcome week is such a pivotal point for us as a church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there's an interview i was listening to recently that talked about how like after big life change the, for the first six weeks people are so much more attuned to hearing the gospel and so it's such a great opportunity for us and lucky for y'all we got some training for you mel and the welcome week team put together some incredible training your simple church leader has already been enrolled in it And so our encouragement is for the Simple Church leaders to go and actually go through those modules with their Simple Church and Huddle, fill out the reflection, and then you, too, will be ready to go through and serve at Welcome Week. Mm -hmm. My Simple Church did it. It was great. Um, And so also remember, the Welcome Week team is here to support you in all of your adventures kind of serving our campuses during Welcome Week.
1: Mm Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Honestly, like at York, it's going to be our first welcome week. Like just kind of having this training and kind of being equipped to do that. I'm, I'm super excited for I'm that. Good. So um, another announcement that we have is to make sure that you put August 29th into your calendars. Uh, August, yep. Dan, do you have it?
0: I'm, I'm good. I'm, it's going.
1: Come on, Dan. You should have this by now. Come on. If you're, in, cool. if you're like Dan, if you're like Dan and it's not in your calendar yet, please take out your phone and put it. I know you're gonna forget, I know you're gonna have a conflict, but August 29th will be Simple Church Rally, and it'll be a time to come together and rally with your simple churches to just be equipped and ready for the fall.
0: Yeah. Set so, some reminder, set like a month earlier, yeah. a week Should out, be, a day out. A
1: couple hours before. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: It's gonna be that. great. Yeah. Uh, so now we're transitioning out of news of the week into some celebrations. And we got an awesome celebration. Yes, we do. Um Guelph and York had a cross-regional Sunday. Mm-hmm. We got Ina representing full-on product placement. Get yourself some campus swag.
1: Well, um, shout out to you.
0: Yeah, honestly, it was a fantastic Sunday. It was so good. It just filled my heart. Um, like a lot, of, especially as like some of the senior leadership team. Like we hear about how people are doing, and we mm-hmm. want to be in their lives, but a lot of times we don't get that opportunity, and so. It was just absolutely fulfilling and heartwarming Mm -hmm. to be able to be there, be with some of the people on the ground at York and Guelph just so good
1: yeah honestly it was my favorite part was getting to meet the guelph crew they have some incredible people at guelph and it was such a pleasure to just meet them spend time with them have a potluck with them play some volleyball play some games right yeah Yeah, it was fun yeah we got a
0: rally of like 31 at volleyball that was my highlight
1: yeah we, we got a skilled crew some some solid volleyball players there but it was just honestly such an encouragement to both regions (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so it's an encouragement to both regions to just come together and worship and just encourage one another
0: mm-hmm. you got something else to celebrate
1: yes I do I'm huh. also celebrating uh, the Maxi potluck that happened recently uh, there were 20 people that came out to this potluck How good. Um, and we have some really really talented chefs uh, in Maxi we have Josiah bringing in the pulled pork we got Gordon Ramsay um, made a stir fry noodle dish if you don't know Gordon Ramsay I know you know who I'm talking about. There's only one Gordon in our region, and it's Gordon Ramsey. Um, and yeah, they just had a great time coming close together as a region, which is so cool to see.
0: Yeah. I know where I'm going to be heading to on Sundays. Um, speaking of Maxi, they had a worship night. Um, Allie and Caleb Graham and Dylan kind of were able to kind of bring together this spontaneous worship night, worshiping God and praying for our campus. And that's really what our heart is, is just people doing life together, coming together, worshiping and praying. Mm-hmm. So good.
1: Yeah, Mac C is not the only region that's been hip-happening at MAC. We also have Mac B who had a brunch um, on Saturday. MACB had their first Simple Church Leaders brunch in Alexander Park. Uh, they played games, they shared food, uh, and they prayed over Shane uh, before he was being sent. So that's, that's so special. That's so cool to be so sent by a region. That's awesome. hmm
0: Um, so, those are our celebrations, but I'm sure you guys got some other stuff, so drop some celebrations in the chat, um, and while you guys are doing that, we're gonna head over to Carol and Tara for some celebration videos, and then we'll be back for me with an interview.
3: Hey Church, this week I'm celebrating a new way that My Simple Church and Kelsey's Simple Church are going to be serving Westside. We are gonna be talking with, praying for, and inviting people in downtown to Westside and building relationships that way.
2: Hey Church, it's Tara from the Guelph region. Today I wanted to celebrate Kiara um, for being intentional with her time and sacrificial with her time as well. Last week we had an in-person hangout with some international students that we've been getting to know over the last number of months on Zoom. And Ki uh, made the trip up from St. Catharines so that she could spend time in person um, and just continue to invest in these relationships uh, with these students. So thanks Key for sacrificing your time and enjoy the webcast. <laughs>
0: Okay, I am here with Claire and Anissa and we are talking about International Student Engagement or ISE. So quite frankly, can you guys just explain what is ISE and kind of go on a little bit about what the heart behind it is?
4: Yeah, so the heart behind ISE is to just engage and form relationships um, with our international students on campus. Uh, We do this through running different events, such as the Canada celebration that we just had, um, through creative nights, um, sports nights, and different holiday celebrations. Um, And we hope that through these friendships that we're able to share the gospel and the hope of Jesus with these international students, and that they can in turn um, just be sent to their community and share the hope of Jesus with um, people back
0: home. I love that. So good. Um, let's get a little bit more specific, though. Like, how have you guys and your Simple churches been serving?
3: Yeah, so my Simple Church has been uh, serving with ISC since about the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, and it's just super awesome because we've seen the ministry grow. And even though it was really... <laughs> Difficult during yeah. COVID when everything was online, I think probably a lot of people would agree. Um, things have been opening up, which is awesome, and the cultural exchange program has started. So um, my simple church has been integrated with three international students. Uh, we hang it with them in person almost every week. And uh, Mimi's doing a great job organizing holiday celebrations, Mm -hmm. and Alyssa's doing an awesome job organizing sports nights, which are going to be happening every Saturday night. So, yeah, it's going really well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I appreciate that so much, especially that you mentioned, like, yeah, it's been a a pretty hard go. Um, And, like, I know you guys probably don't know, but, like, especially me, like, even a couple steps away, like, I've been hearing about what you guys are doing and how hard you guys have been trying and how persistent you've been at, at making sure that our international students hear the gospel so i, I appreciate that deeply um yeah uh, Anissa, anisa what about you and your simple church
4: so yeah we've been doing um creative nights uh mm-hmm. from january till may online on friday nights um but now we're currently like now that we have the chance we're taking those like relationships in person
0: nice so, yeah. Mm. yeah well i love that as it's opening up So you guys have talked a little bit about what you're doing, but can you share some stuff that you guys are really excited about? What are some, like, cool wins that God's been doing in people's hearts?
3: Yeah, the Lord is so cool. And just as this ministry has been growing and um, more of our church has been joining, I've really seen, like, a deepening of people's hearts for the Mm -hmm. international students. Um, It's just, like, so cool to see. And I feel like there's been so many awesome stories of just how God has... um, brought people into our lives who um, he wants he wants to see know him. And so, for for example, a couple of weeks ago, I took the train to go visit uh, my friend Lee Faye in Toronto. And uh, as I was taking the train back, there was this guy behind me named Talk Shiel, Um, mm-hmm. And I started chatting with him a little bit. And it turns out that he's actually an international student living in Hamilton. And he was saying how he's having a really hard time connecting with people because he's not really into like the party drinking scene and a lot of the people that he meets are. So I was able to tell him a bit about Lyft, get connected with him. And he came to the Canada day celebration. He's going to be coming to sports nights and he was able to chat with some of the guys, which is super awesome. And so yeah, the large is really cool. <laughs> so
0: good. I-, I love how simple that is. Like you're, you're on a train and you just, you see yeah. somebody and you just start talking to them. It's just, yeah, um, that simple. yeah, it's fantastic um so um how can us as the church how can we continue to support and serve international students and then also support you guys who are kind of on the front line serving international students
4: yeah i think one of the things that we can continue doing um is just praying for them it's um yeah serving through prayer because I've just seen so um God move in such big ways um through prayers um and I think also like showing up to the events that I ICT the IC team um organizes and just being available to build friendship with these international students and integrating them into a part of your life um yeah not just seeing like these events as like one-off things Mm -hmm. but just um seeing it as something that we do um every day and not separate from everything else
0: yeah i love that this is just a part of what we do we have relationships with people we love people and we pray and like that doesn't go without saying like prayer is so powerful so i appreciate you saying that and speaking of prayer can i pray for you guys
3: Mm, yeah thank you
0: cool Uh, God, thank you so much for for Claire, for Anissa, for everybody else that's been on the front line serving our international students. Um, And God, I just pray that you can continue to break our hearts um, for the nations, for the international students that are here and and also the international students that we're going to send home one day to, to bring the gospel home. Um, Help us not uh, view it as a special thing that's for for others, but rather that us as a whole church just loves our people and loves our campuses and international students are are people on that campus. And so help us love them. Uh, Be with these two incredible women of God and uh, help us just have more good stories about what you're doing. Amen. Um, So, yeah, thank you, Claire. Thank you, Anissa, for showing up um and everybody else will be back in just a few moments i'm going to be bringing a discipleship resource of the week so see you guys soon hey i'm back when we have a discipleship resource of the week just as promised so this week uh, it's a discipleship guide focused on god-guided love So specifically, it's out of the First Thing series, the webcast series, and it's focused on the idea of love wins and how that is a good second thing, but it's not a good first thing. And so this guy walks through how Jesus' love needs to be the first thing. And as well, it kind of goes through four critical implications of what that truth really means in our lives. It's a super handy resource on a fairly popular ideology that people throw around a lot. And so it'll be helpful for you and your simple church. be helpful for you with any non-Christian friends that you may be talking to. And I highly encourage you checking it out. So next up, we have a celebration video. Uh, sorry, not celebration. A daily devotional video from Amy and Guelph. And then Ina's going to be coming. And I hope you're prepared to have your mind blown. Because it's going to be great content. See you guys in a little bit, church
2: hi church my name is amy i'm a simple church member from the guelph region and today i'll be sharing my daily devote reflection looking specifically at john chapter 4 verse 1 to 22 what um the whole conversation between jesus and the samaritan woman where jesus took the first step and asked the samaritan woman for water which is not a usual thing him being a Jew and her being a Samaritan and especially her being a woman as well and just throughout the whole conversation you see that Jesus seems to see that she's longing and needing something more and he offers her that living water even though she can she only saw it in the literal way but Jesus was asked, offering her the spiritual water where she would no longer thirst no more. And she can see Jesus and Christ as the one who loves her and the Lord over her life and who she really needs to cling onto. And that's just a reminder as for me as a disciple and a servant to just look at people and just Try to see their needs and to help them and help them where they are falling short and just to sh- just love them and show them that Jesus is all that they need. And once they have Jesus, they will no longer thirst and they can truly rely and depend upon him. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I'm so excited to be here with you today Uh, like I mentioned earlier my name is Ina and I have the privilege of serving as a York Regional Director Um, and yeah I'm here to talk to you guys today about a heart for the campus it's been something that uh, that's been a huge part of York and just the disciples that have been made there and I am just so excited to just share that with you and help you multiply that into the heart of your disciples Um, so for the last two years now I have been tilling the grounds at York University Um, Even though my title is a Simple Church Regional Director, as a tiller right now, I operate as a Simple Church leader. Leading a Simple Church reminds me a lot about my days as a camp counselor at a sports camp. I don't know if you've ever been to camp or coached to camp or had worked with kids before, but at camp, you have a group of misfits that on their own will cause destruction. And it's your job as a camp counselor to keep them safe, help them grow, and help them love camp. Uh, one summer, I reached my dream um, of coaching four to six-year-olds. I, this is my favorite age, four to six year olds, they're cute, they're innocent, and they think you're like the coolest person on the, in the world, um, and I was just so excited. Um, the first day of camp, I was eager to meet them. I was so excited that my dream was finally going to be coming true, but little did I know that I was awaiting a nightmare. Um, from the corner of my eye, I saw these four blonde boys coming up to me. Um, they were wearing matching hats, matching shirts, Um, They had hockey sticks in their hand, and they looked like they had no interest of being at camp, uh, or making friends, or even thinking I'm cool at all. Um, These boys were just bred to play hockey, and that's all that they wanted to do. Um, So as a camp counselor, I would ask myself, how was I going to help these boys and these kids love camp, and keep everyone safe from these troublemakers? Um, Now, there's a lot that went through my head, I'm going to be honest with you, I was like, how can I get the approval of these four-year-olds um these little boys that don't listen to me how can i gain their respect um so i was like hmm maybe i can go to like the really good hockey player at camp and just like get him to somehow let me like score a shot on him and then they'll think i'm so cool and i'll win over their hearts um or i was like maybe i can like learn a little bit about hockey like what's too hard to beat a four-year-old in hockey um But just as time went on, I was like, hmm, okay. I just realized that this is not how you gain the respect um, as a leader. Um, You gain respect through wisdom and leading um, people. So I did what I needed to do um, and decided what would actually work to help um, get these kids to love camp. So I decided to bribe them with candy. It was the best decision I've ever made. So I bought a big pack of airheads because these kids love airheads and made a reward chart. This reward chart, if they complete a specific task like sitting in the line, listening, putting their backpacks in the bin, um, then we were golden. Um, they would get a star and at the end of the week, if they got enough stars, they would get the airhead. The plan worked perfectly. We survived the week. Um, At the end of the week, there was the end of camp slide, you know, with the happy music, all the funny photos. We all laughed, we all cried, and we said our goodbyes, and I never had to see them again, which was great. Um, But this is where the analogy is incomplete. In camp, you go through all that growing and bonding, and then you leave. But with church, we are a family. And now as a counselor, I have to step into the role of being a parent for my disciples. Rather than choosing the easy way out of giving candy and just getting by, I have to choose a hard way and I have to step up and I have to lead. I have to lead my disciples to love camp or in today's teaching campus um, that we are on mission to serve and reach. So if you're taking notes the first point is we must be spiritual parents not babysitters. This is for all of us as disciple makers. We all need to move from camp counselors who just babysit to being spiritual parents. If you're a simple church leader, you can be you are entrusted by God and your church family to raise and guide your disciples. You're given this responsibility and you can do this responsibility. But sometimes, rather than stepping into our responsibility as parents, we take the easy route of being babysitters. When you're a babysitter, you're just present for the time slot that you're assigned. You want to get that money, and you want to get out. Um, You're only there for huddle, for SME, for gathering. You're not really too much involved or invested outside of that. You just do your time, and you're out. Um, When you're a babysitter, you are reactive in in correcting behaviors rather than being proactive as a parent. You avoid having hard conversations because you want to be the cool aunt, the cool babysitter, um, rather than the disciplining parent and loving parent. As spiritual parents, when we step into this role A big difference is that we proactively lead our disciples in culture and in mission as simple church leaders. Without vision, people will perish and they will drift. People don't naturally choose the hard way. It is more likely for us as people to just choose the easy way out, to choose instant gratification, to choose what we can see just a few moments or a few steps ahead rather than focusing on the long term. Therefore, as leaders, we need to be the leaders to show the way, and we need to take those steps, Um, and we need to show the vision and long-term culture and mission that we are on and keep our disciples accountable in that. As a church, our mission is to see people made fully alive in the hope of Jesus by being the church on every campus. I know you've heard that so many times, and I know you can recite it with your eyes closed in any moment. But have you let that sink into your heart and let that multiply? Have you taken into your heart that we as a church love campuses, that we love them so much? And right, do you recognize that this is a call that anyone can adopt? As a church, we choose to have a heart for the campus. And it is our job as leaders to foster that heart into our disciples. Now, there are many people in our church that are spiritual parents without the simple church leader title. And I'm speaking to you too. You play a crucial role in echoing and guiding the culture and mission as well. Simple church leaders cannot do this alone. It's a fact. We need everyone to be ambassadors and model a kingdom culture in our simple churches and in our church. This is our identity as believers, to be ambassadors and to make disciples. So please, please, please don't tune yourself out. This isn't just a talk for simple church leaders. We are all leading disciples in our lives. So, I'm not a parent, <laughs> biologically, and I know a lot of you aren't, too. And the idea of parenting can seem very scary. Um, you, from what I know from my friends that are parents, you never really feel ready for it, and you don't really know what you're doing. Um, I can relate to those feelings. There's a lot of times where I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm kind of scared and don't feel ready. Um, and it was definitely like that when I was being sent to York. Um, before I was sent to York, I had only led a simple church for one semester in my lifetime. Um, and I was the worst simple church leader that ever existed. Um, I showed up a couple times late to my own huddle. Um, I had no idea where I was leading my simple church. I'll um, only say I barely knew some of them. I saw them on Monday nights, and then I'd never see them again. I wouldn't even talk to them on Sundays. Um, yeah, so. I was definitely, barely even, a babysitter. Um, and it wasn't until I was sent to York and thrown into discipling that I began and to be a parent. If you're taking notes, point number two is you don't realize you can parent until you step into parenting. At a tilling region... Our weaknesses are exposed. We don't have a large group of people to like hide behind or like anyone else to blame the sh- to shift the blame on. Um, tilling regions are like construction sites, where if you don't know how to use the tools, it's easy for things to go wrong. And you, as a leader, must equip your disciples because there's literally no one else that's going to do it. So I just want you to take a moment and just process what I've said so far. I want you to recognize in your heart and see where you're being a babysitter rather than being a parent. Where are you shifting the role and responsibility of leading to someone else? Oh, that's my district leader's job. Oh, that's my simple church leader's job. Oh, that's Robin's job. That's Alex's job. That's Dan's job. Um, How can you take on the responsibility of leading your disciples? And again, I'm not talking to simple church leaders alone. This is you as a disciple maker. So I have a few tips and suggestions, because I understand it can be overwhelming. Where do I start? How do I just jump into parenting, like, what are some steps that I can take? Um, So here are some tips that I have uh, that have worked in our region, um, some of my favorite memories, um, and some things that I've really seen um, help develop a heart for the campus and lead to an understanding of mission and culture. Number one, prayer. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, it says... The Lord your God will change your heart and the hearts of all your descendants so that you will love him with all your heart and soul and so you may live. You cannot change your heart nor your disciples' heart. God changes your heart. You must invite him into this. I know you know this, but you must invite him into this to pray. Regularly pray for students as a simple church. Pray for specific prayers for students that you've met. Pray, ask God to break your heart for the campus if that's something you're struggling with. Ask him to show you his heart for the campus and let that be your heart. Pray for specific faculties, pray for specific campus events, Ask God to show you his heart for the campus. Um, at York, some of my favorite memories have been at the end of huddle, just taking time and praying for those that we've met on campus. Um, and my one of my favorite memories, actually, is when Assumpta in our region suggested that we do a prayer walk. Uh, it was kind of like we were still kind of coming out of the COVID funk. We were all a little isolated. Um, we were still very present on the campus, but we kind of needed that little... A kick to get out and I was just so encouraged by going on the campus being in places that we've hung out before gathered before places we've had memories and just praying and inviting intentionally inviting God into those places Um, and just asking him to just shape our hearts and being intentional with our time there. Um, I was so encouraged um, by hearing Siobhan and Adrian's prayers and they're people that have never gone to York and they just had never gone to York. Some of you guys have gone to your campuses, but a lot of people in our region have never gone to York, but yet their prayers were so bold um, and filled with so much love for the campus. Tip number two, share vision as a leader. As a church, we are really clear um, with the answers to what our mission is and how we're going to get there, which makes our lives as leaders so much easier. Um, Our senior leadership team has spent so much time in prayer and guidance to lead our church. Um, So one thing that's helped us at York is every two, three months, we have a vision night. Um, At the beginning of each vision night, we go through the vision, the mission, the values of our church. We go over what is the heart of what we do, not just why, what do we do, but like why do we do it? Why do we do huddle? Why do we do gathering? Why do we do SME? Um, with sharing the vision, um, we're able to celebrate the wins that we've had in those areas and make sure we're on the right track. Uh, then after we celebrate and are just reminded, we work on something that will help us be better in our discipleship or an area that maybe we're weak in as a region. Um, Repetition is key for clarity. It takes the average person at least nine times of hearing a statement before they can remember it. So it is very important that as leaders we continue to repeat ourselves. And I know that's very tiring as a leader. um, And sometimes I feel awkward saying the same thing over and over again. But every now and then, I ask the question as what is our heart, what is our mission, and someone forgets it. And that's when I'm like, mm, okay, got, it, got to do this again. But that's very important for us to be clear in order to have that heart. Do, does everyone in your simple church know that we are here to love and serve the campus and see people made fully alive at university and college campuses? Um, is that something that someone that new comes in knows? When someone comes into your huddle for the first time, do you make sure you communicate that from the beginning? That's something that happens sometimes when someone new comes. I say, hi, welcome, so excited to have you here. Just a little bit about our church. Just make sure that you're communicating that to each person that comes. And for, in order to do that, you as a leader must clearly know um, what we're doing and why we're doing that. Tip number three, um, be present on campus. Everything we do um, should be on the campus or within proximity to the campus. If you've been a student before, you're, you know, there are, no offense, we're all lazy. Like, we don't want to go anywhere far, we don't want to move, we, we want to stay put, we want easy, easy food, will be there. Um, so throughout COVID, um, we made sure to be intentional with being in person and on campus, uh, being on campus for all of our in-person activities. In the winter, we went skating on the pond at York, Um, Whenever we go through for walks, we go through walks on campus trails, um, and York has some really, really nice trails. Um, Right now, for gathering, huddle, and SME, um, we are on campus. And this makes it easy for us to invite students, but also for us not to disconnect from the campus and from the mission. Tip number four, serve the campus. Your SME, no matter what it is, should always have a focus on the campus or incorporate students. If your SME is city-focused, bring a student with you or have students that you are regularly inviting to serve with you. Um, Another favorite memory is Hannah and Tim in our region led a garbage pickup on your campus. um, And it was so cool. There was so much garbage. It was really sad everywhere on the trails, everywhere there was garbage. Um, we ended up picking up, I think it was like 20 bags of garbage on the campus, um, but it was such a cool opportunity to just invite non-believers to just join us and come and pick up garbage with us. And they, coming together with that heart of serving the campus and taking care of a campus and the environment was just really, really cool. And tip number five is one student. Your Simple Church should be on mission together to disciple a non-believer from your campus. Simple Church is not about you, and it's not just the Simple Church leader's job to disciple everyone. We must lead our Simple Church members to realize that they are disciplers and encourage them to be parents as well. Especially if you're in a Simple Church that has mature Christians, it's easy to for huddle and your simple church family, whatever you do together, to become a hangout time and to forget mission. We must, as simple church uh, leaders, disciple and serve the st- a student that, and invite them to the things we do. So, if you don't have a student in your uh, simple church or a non-believer in your simple church, maybe that's your first step. How can we reach one person or invite one person new, and then make sure that when that person comes to your huddle, your, the gathering or SME, that they're not the ones forgotten about. Make sure your simple church knows that you are together to serve and love and disciple this person. And that's just something that's um, been encouraging to see in our region as well. Uh, One tip in the area of one student that's really helped us with this, because I think we talk about making disciples, but sometimes i'm pretty sure a lot of us still are like how do you make a disciple like how does this work when do you do it um so as a region we've been going through living Scent since january uh, both simple churches have been doing it and it's been a really useful tool um in terms of discipling but also discipling others to disciple someone else um and the books that we have the resources that we have are just are not just for the sake of having resources and books like trust me The people that make these resources have other things they can do too, but it's genuinely to add value into you as a leader to give you clarity and direction um, with your disciples. So working through Living Scent has been a huge game changer. Like even last night for Huddle, we were going through crucial conversations and that was something I was noticing was like missing in our region, like people having intentional conversations with one another, and just this beautiful chapter just perfectly, perfectly explained what a crucial conversation is, how to have it, and it's just been really helpful for me as a leader to guide that and disciple that into um, those in my simple church. And the sixth, um, the sixth tip I have is everyone is invited. Those that are not Christians and those that have not studied at your campus are invited to this call of loving that campus as well. Um, my favorite example of this is Daniel in our region. Um, he hasn't committed to following Jesus yet, he but he tells people about our church all the time. Um, he invites people to come serve with him for the barbecue that we did recently, um, and he's just always inviting people and living on mission with us. Um, And so many people in our region sacrificially and willingly serve the campus, and they're not students of the campus. Some of us are working, some of us are, um, I've never, a lot of us have never studied at York. Um, We have people in our region that are not, that are uh, York students, but just, it's just been a huge revelation to me that this mission isn't just for those that can relate to it directly. Um, it's shown me that it is not through the common interest that we serve, but through a common bond in Christ that we serve, and we live out this mission. So before I end, I wanted to share just one of my favorite recent memories uh, with our York region. So a month ago, as we transitioned out of COVID, um, we had a vision night to focus on open home for the summer and a heart for the lost. Um, and at the end of the vision, I was split into three groups um, and each planned an open home activity where we can invite one uh, York student to. So the boys at York um, had a great idea of hosting a barbecue on campus. And God took this small act of faithfulness and multiplied it. It was the best day ever. Um, The boys planned all the food, the girls were running around and knocking on doors to invite. Um, It was just so cool to see all of us together on mission serving the campus and reaching people and people coming in. Each person we invited came because there was such a big need right now, an opportunity for invitation. People have been, like Dan said, it's such a crucial time with people being stuck in COVID and they're just ready to get themselves out there and to meet people and build relationships and if we're the ones sitting in our homes and not being present on our campuses and not reaching them others will reach them other things will influence them Um, we must take that step and go and reach our campuses Um, but the barbecue was the best day ever i talked about it for hours with dan i was so excited and just so proud um, of our region and just the people in it like i was just so all these people that some of them have never been to york so sacrificially and willingly serving um, and i felt for a split moment as i looked across the field and saw people talking i saw people um, just laughing and playing games together with new people they've never met before i just saw a glimpse of heaven on your campus which was just so cool to see I love my region so much. I am so proud of each and every one of them and how much that they've grown. I am so proud of how boldly and sacrificially they love the campus. Um, I love the York campus so much. I love that York is filled with people from different countries I've never met before and people that I've never met. Um, But to be honest, (laughs) at the same time, I don't always feel love all the time sometimes i'm tired um, sometimes i don't want to have hard conversations i want to be the bad guy i don't want to lead um, sometimes i doubt myself as a leader sometimes i'm frustrated and feel like things are going nowhere um, but regardless of how i feel each day i make a choice to love the campus and to love god's people Not because it's easy or convenient, but because God calls us to love, and as a church, we have committed to love the campus. I choose to focus on the joy set before me, as Jesus did, to invite my church family into my weaknesses, and to have faith that God has gone before me. My verse for York is Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on york as it is in heaven and my heart church is that we can see this on all campuses obviously i have a softball for york because i love my region but we are equally called and i love all of our regions being part of mcmaster getting to spend time with guelph um, it's just so incredible what god is doing on all campuses and the opportunity and the people that are on those campuses And my prayer is that as we transition um, into the rest of the summer and into the fall, um, that you would take this time to just, yeah, deepen your love for the campus and for the people. So, what is your next step? How will you lead your simple church to have the heart for the campus? How will you step out of spiritual babysitting into spiritual parenting? that's all I have for you, church. I just hope um, that today you feel a little bit more equipped um, to disciple your simple churches uh, to have a heart for the campus. I know there's a lot that I didn't cover, um, so please, please, if you have any questions, get them ready. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and then go into some Q&A, but love you guys.
0: It happens. It happens. <laughs> Thanks, Ina. Um, so I was we were talking before, but like everybody is just absolutely in tears. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for being such an inspiration to all the skirds, to your campus, mm-hmm. to everyone everywhere. Like your love and pride for the campus is palpable. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it on Sunday, I saw it tonight, and it's it's an inspiration to all of us. So thank you. Um, and we have vamped for long enough that questions have come in. So, oh,
1: great. <laughs>
0: um, let's first start out with uh, a great question from Levi. How do you lead and try to be a parent to people who may be older and maybe more knowledgeable than you when it comes to the Bible?
1: Ooh, that's a really, 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 really good question. And I actually have an answer right away for that, so I'm just going to go. Um, my favorite answer, to be honest... I Nothing I know is from myself. Um, I learned so much from my disciples and from Scripture. Mm-hmm. But my favorite example of this is Obria from our region. Obria is <laughs> in first year. Well, she just finished first year. Yep. Um, and last night, she, I had sent her to lead huddle with everyone. N- not a single person was younger than her. Mm-hmm. Everyone was at least four years older than yep. her. Um, and I think... Um, there's just a sense of when you're leading, um, to just step, not see it as a hierarchy. Yep. Uh, we were actually talking about this at Huddle last night too, because that came up, but like the idea of that, like we don't give people authority over our lives based off of hierarchy or based off of age, but it's God that gives us the wisdom, and God that speaks that wisdom to us, and God can speak through anyone. So to be honest, I think it's more just a, a moment of humility, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that answered Levi's question fully. I, I think so. Do you have know anything you want to add to
0: that? Yeah, I mean, it's a, I'm, I'm, it's a matter of humility, mm-hmm. but first and foremost, trust in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've been given a mantle and leadership from Christ, that is where your spiritual authority comes from. It doesn't come from age. It doesn't come from all the things. It doesn't come from leadership position. It comes from Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, quite fundamentally, it's, it's the humility to accept that mantle from Yeah jesus
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it's a trust in him mm-hmm. above a trust in your own ability or knowledge or lack thereof
1: yeah that actually last night living scent we were reading it crucial conversations it was talking about receiving crucial conversations and that humility that's where that question actually came up during huddle so yeah awesome. great question levi
0: um so our next question real hard hitings from timmy um timmy. where'd you get your jacket
1: oh <laughs> uh, h&m it was like 15 dollars <laughs>
0: Amy literally commented right afterwards. Amy in H&M. knows I saw it.
1: Yes, Amy. Amy. Um,
0: but Lisa actually has a really good question. Yep. She talks about how um, she's so inspired by just your deep love for the campus and love for mm-hmm. the family. Um, can you give some practical tips on how to actually build up that love, especially when it doesn't come naturally mm-hmm. or they didn't have a reason to love something to begin with?
1: Mm, in yourself, right?
0: Yeah, in yourself. And then, I mean, asking others to do that would just be others. So both.
1: Yeah. Let me just reflect on that. That's a really good question, Lisa.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lisa.
1: Mm. I do think it's different for different people, yep. um, but I think there's a sense of just committing To be honest i don't think i like showed up and i was like this is the best campus utm has a nice campus let me tell you that shane's got the spot anyways yeah divergent but um york like when i showed up on campus i wasn't like wow but like it's this idea of just committing your heart to something and i think oftentimes i honestly feel like we just like hesitate Mm -hmm. like to commit in many aspects of our life we just don't want to put our heart in it fully but i think Discipleship and just the campus is something we have to go all in with our hearts. Yep. And it's honestly it's just a choice. Like I don't think it was like anything fancy that happened. It was just like, all right, like I remember the first Damian Rahm stuff on campus. I was like, okay, this is the campus. All right, it's great. I love it already. Let's go. Kind yep. of yeah. Myself.
0: You you actually mentioned that choice um, <laughs> in your content as well. And I was so close to like highlighting and everything, but there's mm. a time delay and I wasn't sure when it was up. <laughs> but it, it really is a choice. Um, if I can jump off there, I think there's some other practical things. Um, prayer. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we, we talk about prayer so much, it, it can become almost rote. Yes. Or like, oh, yeah, prayer. But it actually does. When you pray for somebody, your heart begins to bleed for them. And you can just ask God, hey, God, help my heart break for this mm-hmm. campus. The other things... Time and proximity.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Spending time on campus will make you fall in love with that. Totally. Just being there, making it a part of your rhythms. You just naturally start to fall in love if it's a part of your natural rhythms. If you're going for runs, run on campus. If Mm -hmm. you're reading a book, read on campus. If you're hanging out and you're going to do huddle outside, do that on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, And as much as we joke around about, about all the swag, there's actually something about choosing to represent a campus on yourself Mm um I actually noticed this like um part of my journey a lot of people don't realize it came from Queens originally I wanted to kind Mm -hmm. of start something at Queens and part of what I had to do during this journey is I actually gave a lot of the swag I previously used to wear at Queens Mm -hmm. and I specifically went and bought Mohawk things to replace Mm -hmm. that
1: that's a great great
0: because it was like it was representative of my heart. And if I'm going to wear this on my sleeve, it's, it's going to be my heart as well. So, quite frankly, as much as we're not materialistic, see if you can buy it secondhand. <laughs> um, but buying swag is helpful. Or better yet, having somebody buy you swag. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, next question. Um, apparently, people are buying a bunch of York swag, which is perfect. Um, Gordon's got a great question. Um, And it's not rudimentary at all. Um, Do you have any advice on how just to meet students when you're not a student?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question, Gordon. Honestly, like, it was something that I think we were really awkward with at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. I think it's normal and it's going to be awkward at the beginning. Like, you kind of go, the number of times, like, I'm there and I'm, like, at everything. And they're like, hi, oh, like, are you at York? And, And, like, just kind of passing through the awkward beginning of like no I don't I I just say like I graduated. <laughs> yep. I'm just like, "Oh, I recently graduated, but I'm part of a church on campus and I just love this campus." And people understand that. They're like, "Oh yeah, like I love this campus too." And then you kind of get into that. But in terms of like meeting people, um, it's different for different campuses, but just go where the people are. Like you can't meet someone just at a coffee shop i don't think you can like you kind of got to go to the park maybe like some kind of hangout spots or honestly also like just literally just go up to someone and say hi like i know it's like people are nervous about that these days because they are but that's something we do too we just go and say hey how are you like would you like to join us having an excuse to invite someone into something is a good excuse too um, so I would just like go where the people are and then just invite people to something like the number of time when we were playing on Sunday We were playing volleyball people would walk by and we'd, like we hey, just like throw yeah. the ball at them Yeah, yeah we just like hey, do you want to join Got got rejected each time Purposely but,
0: accidentally volley something way yeah, too far yeah. so it has to roll into another crowd <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, you kind of got to pursue the people, you know, so yeah, yeah I hope that was helpful and, and even
0: things like coffee shops, I think it depends how Like, if you go to a coffee shop, are you showing up and, like, nestling in the corner with a book? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to, like, a communal table where you can actually start conversations with people? Right. Um, I think being regular. Mel's actually been doing a lot of great content on this specific thing with the missionaries. Yes, yes, yes. So if you want to meet more students, um, go talk to Mel. Or better yet, go talk to some of the missionaries. Mm -hmm. They're working through this content. They're actually, over the next number of weeks, going to be really focusing Mm -hmm. on practically how they are going to be going and doing that. Mm -hmm. So... Um, go talk to a missionary ask them for help and they'll uh, they'll help you get connected yeah. to, to students on campus
1: totally um, and one thing even like we used to do um, at the beginning like Jan- January 2020 before COVID me, Amy and Kaifa would go to the York Library and just talk to people yep. like literally just someone said hey how's it going like give them a little treat for here here's a study break we're just trying to encourage people and just like go up and just love people give them something invite them to something like just serve love them like just be outwardly for it.
0: Sneak peek. All the skirts are actually going to be practicing, like having spiritual conversations nice. of just going up to people and doing this, and they're going to be inviting people with them. So,
1: Practice is thing. important, honestly. None of us are natural when it comes to social stuff. Like, practice is key. And, and
0: peop- everybody, especially over this last year, is out of practice as well. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, I think to bring it right down, yeah. <laughs> spend time on campus and do things to invite people into them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we got two questions from Timmy. Mm-hmm. They're different enough that I want to actually ask them separately. Oh, yeah. So the first one... Um, what helped you the most transitioning from a babysitter to a spiritual parent?
1: Hmm. I love this question. Timmy, also, I miss you. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> miss you so much. Um, I think what I noticed is when I was sent to a tilling region is that it's kind of like when you're growing up and you move out of the house. Now, that's just a mindset. You don't actually have to, like, leave your region. Mm. Um, I don't think that's a n- like a requirement, but I think it's this – sense of taking responsibility yeah. is kind of the big step in going into parenting. Um and just yeah taking responsibility, being like taking responsibility for your disciples, um getting into their lives, like genuinely just loving them like a parent and just watching them grow, celebrating when they grow and like believing in them when they don't believe in themselves. Um, so there's a lot of like just imagery with real parenting that transitions into discipling um that I think is just really crucial. But I think part of it a big part is just responsibility cuz we I think in our society too we don't take responsibility for others like yeah. we, we're very individualistic um and I think there's a bit of a cultural shift there of like when people are in your simple church how do they get here? Did they get home safely? How are they like just kind of this like little parenting stuff um you don't have to take over all of it like you can delegate and like other, invite other people to do that in your simple church like that's the goal um, but just like Seeing them as your people. And one more thing I'm gonna add is, when I was sent to York, um, I could have easily had many distractions. To mm-hmm. be honest, I could have hung out with friends that I know in t- downtown. We're right close to downtown Toronto. Lots of fun things, all the things there. But I genuinely chose to spend more time with my region and my disciples, and make them my family. Yeah. And like make and like create that family parenting relationships.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good um i i talk to the script sometimes and i have like a little dot for them but mm-hmm. like leaders fill the gap and spiritual parents mm-hmm. they fill the gap and so mm-hmm. that's exactly yeah what I'm that's a good
1: about. fill the gap that's really good
0: um timmy also asked as a follow-up mm-hmm. um how do you kind of fight the voice that tells you that you're not ready to be a spiritual parent that you're not like there in your walk with jesus in order to mm. actually do that
1: I'm the prime example of that, because <laughs> I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so, um, like, and I think that's actually, I see that very common in um, people that were raised in the church. I don't know if you be wrong with this, but, no. like, kind of this idea of, like, you've always had people older than you doing this, yep. and you're kind of, like, you always have, you've always been looking after them, so you don't have that, and I think I just, like, that didn't wire into me because Mm -hmm. I just didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, and I think like just the whole truth is that like that authority doesn't come from your surroundings or your environment. It comes from God. God gives you that authority. He gives you that calling. Um, and the, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to get there. It's just like just taking small steps of faith and just, yeah, walking with people and just taking small steps of faith.
0: Perfect. Um, So, I mean, that's most of the questions. If everybody has any more questions, please Mm -hmm. get them in. Uh, But we actually have a great thing that Kirsten kind of talked about, is that Mm -hmm. um, both spending time on campus, living near it, Mm -hmm. uh, but learning about it. And that's something I do with all the scurries I did with you and your – Like, social media is the worst, (laughs) but, like, if you have it, follow every single possible Mm -hmm. account Mm -hmm. from a campus. Um, It's one of the first things we do. Um, Subscribe to newsletters. Mm -hmm. Just, like, the more information you can learn about it, familiarity um, actually breeds love, not Mm -hmm. contempt. So Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing. Um, Levi talking about authority coming from God. Um, We'll give it a couple more seconds to see if anybody else has any more questions. And... uh, Oh, yeah, you did good. such a great job tonight. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Thank you. You're
1: thank the
0: you. best. Um, nobody's even writing in the comments, so we're just going to end here.
1: Yeah, I'm cool, cool. with that.
0: Um, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It was love killer. It was great hanging out. Mm-hmm. It, was great hanging out. Mm-hmm. it was great hanging out with the pickets beforehand. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, thank yeah. you,
1: Sophie and Christian, for feeding us before the webcast. Open home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love you all very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it Thursday yet?
1: Go love your campuses. Go... Do something with your huddle this week, next week. Let's go, people. Welcome week is around the corner. We're not messing around. Let's go, okay? Cool. Lead your disciples.